Welcome to the Call Center BS Podcast, where we give you all the ammunition you need to make sales. If you're in need of targeted leads, data, live agents, phone systems, direct-to-voicemail campaigns, or any other Call Center-related BS, make sure to visit our website, callcenterbs.com, to connect with us. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Call Center BS Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Basilio. I'm live in Anaheim. We're at the apartment. I'm here with my my boy, my partner, Brian, from the West Coast. What's up, y'all? It's uh, a little after 9 o'clock p.m. We were going to come here and record the podcast, but uh, Brian insisted we went and shoot a little pool first, which I'm happy we did, and I had a drink Really haven't been drinking at all, so I had a scotch over there, played a little nine ball, lost three games to two, and uh, now we're back here. Um, I was out here all weekend, I went to Disneyland yesterday with the family, had a great family trip. Uh, Veronica and the kids were here all weekend, they just left today to go back home, now it's business time, but uh, I had a great time at Disney, great weekend with the family, made a little vacation out of it, enjoyed the pool, did the jacuzzi, got a little sunburn over here. And, uh, but now it's, uh, it's go time. Um, we're having, uh, we're, we're in a really, really good rhythm with business. Uh, probably, you know, well, definitely the best we've been since we started. It's been nothing but steady growth. And then since we really started pushing that aggressive term, aggressive button, everybody kind of has stepped up the game a little bit front sale. Now we got the upsell going and, uh, we're probably going to do, uh, over 200,000 in revenue this month. It's April. We started in June at zero, June 2018. Now it's April 2019 from zero to 200,000, from zero employees to 35 now, from zero payroll to almost $100,000 in payroll, which is pretty fucking crazy. You know, I was telling you, I think we were talking about, I was like, you know, it's, like you know, went from zero to two hundred grand. You're like that. Like that's pretty good. You're like eh, and you say eh because you've been there before. Yeah. And I've been there before. You know what I mean? But think about before you've been there, right? If you were never there, right? And this is the first time doing it. You know, right now you'd be like, holy shit, dude, we're doing it. Yeah, but because we expect so much from ourselves, because you built a company doing millions of dollars a, a month and reoccurring, we built a, a company that did ten million dollars in revenue in a year. So you know that's becomes the new norm, right? Like you know, just like we've been talking about the front sale, right? With, with the front sales out there over here in, in in the West Coast, you know, we were we were stuck at like fifteen to eighteen deals a day, right? Then all of a sudden, we just broke through and did. 20 deals a day, 22, we had 27, 23. All of a sudden, now the new norm is to do at least 20 deals. You know, it's like raising the bar. And the bar is raised so high that 200,000 a month is like, eh, <laughs> meh. Well, you, you know, the only reason why I think that is, yeah, you're, you're true in saying like, we've already been there, we've already done it, you know, 200,000 a month. Like, it sounds like a lot of money, but... You know, just like a lot of the other things we do. Uh, 200000 in revenue equals this much in profit. You know what I mean? So, like, for me to be happy, like, yeah, I want to see 
the business grow to be as big as it possibly can and millions and hundreds of millions of dollars worth of revenue. But, um, you know, we take that and it's a building block. We take 200,000 a month, we turn it into 400,000 a month, and then all of a sudden it's 200,000 a week. And, you know, next thing you know, it's a million dollars a month, right? And we're getting there. But, you know, building these businesses are, are not easy. Like, <laughs> it's, it's so much work. I mean, to be honest with you, the last couple businesses that I've started have been either one by myself or two, you know, with one partner. We have four partners, right? And it's crazy to think that it's going four times faster than most products that I work on because I'm usually by myself. Oh yeah, of course. So it's going four times faster and we're still, I guess you would say only at 200,000. Um, but if we were doing it alone, we probably would be sitting at like 50,000. Definitely. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. hundred percent. No, a hundred percent. And it's, you know, I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to always tell it how it is. It's fucking hard. Nobody fucking, don't ever listen to it's easy. You can read all the shit on Instagram, all the fucking quotes, all the Facebook shit, and all that stuff is good stuff. I love that stuff. I know you, and we just watched just now, Brian was like, hey, watch this video first of this guy, Dan Wack. Yeah. successful guy just a little quick seven minute video because we're both into personal development self-improvement and you know we just watched a little video I forgot where I was going with this but oh yeah it's hard it's fucking <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing that today it is hard to build a business and put all the pieces together to build a real business you know you could build a small business but to build a real business let's be clear about the 200,000 thing we just literally took our first check from this business Two weeks ago, me, Brian, and Kevin, for $1,000 each. That was the first time in nine months that we've taken a dollar out of the company. And we just did it. Just It's $1,000. It's nothing. But just to do it because you have to start rewarding yourself as an owner. Just as, hey, you know, we, we took a little something out of it. It's a little something. Obviously, it's nothing. But there's a there's a purpose behind like, hey, you know what? Maybe next time that we'll fucking take two or three. We'll put ourselves on payroll. Then next thing, but here's the, 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 the beauty about a business. When you put in the time, right? Like we, we've been putting in the fucking time. And nine months not, might not seem like a long time. But when I say we're putting in the time, I'm talking the last 15 years. To be able to go from zero to 200,000 in nine months took... 15 years of experience in building businesses. Yes. Because the last time that I did this with Kevin years ago, for us to go to 200,000 took like two and a half years. Well, also, you know what I, I mean? mean? We, we both know, we talked about this when we first started. We could have been at 200,000 in probably three months. Doing it the wrong way. Doing it the wrong Just way. Just straight sales. <laughs> Just doing 100% sales, not worrying about customer service, not building a, you know, a CRM platform that we can work within, you know, not building retention. Not building a foundation. Not building a foundation. Like yeah. right now, our foundation is so strong. Like I wouldn't recommend anybody building a business another way. And the reason why most people build it the other way, and what I mean by this, guys, is like, you know, I don't want to hire a sales manager right now. I could I could do it myself, right? When 
the right sales manager is going to cost you seven grand, eight grand, 10 grand, 12 grand a month, whatever industry you're in, maybe even more, right? You're like, oh, instead of giving up 10 grand a month, I'm going to do it myself. And you're trying to build a business. Can't do it. You can't. You can, but you can't. You yeah. know what I mean? At some point, that $7,000 you're paying that guy or $5,000 you're paying that guy, it's actually costing you hundreds of thousands of dollars not building your business the way that you should. Not working on the business. Yeah, you're working you're in, the, in business. the business. Yeah. You know, as I always say, like, you want to work on your business. You want to sit back and be able to problem solve, increase profits, increase revenue. If you're working in your business every single day, there's no time for you to work on your business. Nope. We worked in the business pretty hard for the first three, four months, right? Brian was running the front sales. I was pretty much running customer service, you know, because, and I like starting out like that because I think it's important as owners to know every piece of the business until you find somebody better than you to do that function, right? Brian found Mark. Mark is even, but I asked Brian, is, is Mark better than you with the front sale? He said, yes, he's a better manager than me. Cause you gotta find people better than you. Otherwise, what's the fucking purpose? Wait, wait, I didn't say better manager. Mark listens to this podcast. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you what I said. You heard that bro. <laughs> At this point in my life, Mark is better fit to run the sales, the front end sales department than I am. I think Mark But I'll tell you this, I could outmanage him and run circles around him as far as management goes. Not outsell though. No, not me being on the phones anymore. Like I've lost my drive and determination to do that. I've had a lot of sales guys work for me. He's one of the he top, might be he's the, a top he's one of the top five sales guys that I've ever met for what we do. He might be the best sales guy I've ever had under me. And I had some really good killers, but I had more like high pressure sales guy killers, right? Yep. Who necessarily weren't the best creative sales guys, but the but like real hard closers. Him, as far as a pure sales guy, knowing what to say at the right time, at asking for the money at the right time, he's one of the best I've seen. Yep. And, I, and everybody else that's heard him from the, from the East Coast over the phone, just listening to morning meetings, they're like, wow, that guy really fucking knows how to talk. And he is, he's good, he's clever, you know? But, you know, same thing with Stephanie, right? Like, Stephanie is, I can never do what Stephanie's doing. She's a way better customer service running the whole department than I can. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, finding the right people for the right seats, which is, you know, why we're trying to level up now. And I've been getting uh, Brian and Pat to buy into this uh, system called the EOS system. I've mentioned it before. Yep. The Entrepreneurial Operating System, it's called. It's based off of the book called Traction by Gino Wickman. And the book Traction that he wrote was based on, you know, taking business philosophies of the top 20 businesses in the world, right? And the different ideologies of how they run their business and putting it into a simple, systematic way to run your business, okay? So... To, to, I actually have it right here. I have the, uh, look, I, I have, you have the, a uh, website? I have the uh, slides up here, right? So, you know, we did this system, me and Kevin, a couple of years ago because Mentor Mike, our mentor, uh, back when we had the other business, he was like, you guys got, you guys are running the business the wrong way. You guys are not in your own seats. You're all crossing each other. You're arguing, you're fighting, you're all in each other's shit. You know, you have to try this system out. So we hired an implementer back then. 
And we started doing this. It's not cheap. I'll even, I'll even go over the cost in a minute. So we did it back then. And then six months into the system, uh, we had problems with the business. And then one of our partners back then didn't like this because he was immature and wasn't buying into this system the way, the way it's supposed to be run. And we ended up not, we did it maybe for six or seven months, but I really liked where it was going and it stopped. So we're now at that point in our business where we have to level up and we're not going to grow a hundred million dollar company the way we're doing it now. We're arguing about certain things. Our meetings sometimes go sideways, not all the time, but there's uh, you know, we, we have, you know, meetings go sideways. A lot of issues are not getting resolved because we're discussing the issue more than solving the issue. And then it gets sideways and then more problems occur. So we're going back into everybody. This everybody's in everybody's like, Everybody's business, everybody's, yeah, like, like, like who before. thinks, like who thinks, yeah, who thinks sales should be run this way? Who thinks the CRM should be this way? Who thinks customer service should be doing this? Who thinks fulfillment? And well, you should do it this way. Everybody's crossing each other's shit, right? And we're never going to grow a business like that. When you look at a real business like Fortune 500, there's the CSO, there's the CTO, there's the CMO, there's a, and that's their fucking job. And everybody in underneath them reports to them, not to the CSO, not to the CEO. The marketing department reports to the fucking CMO. And then the, the directors, the executive board has their own meetings and they give updates on their departments, right? Well, what's you know, kind of cool about the way we built our business and the, the reason why we're able to even you know, implement anything like this of this sort. Because this is like, for all of you people out there that don't know, this is from like taking your business from maybe like a, a Honda Civic to like a Bentley. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is like leveling up. This is big boy shit. This is not like for people that, uh, you know, trying to run a little call center, trying to do a little hustle, trying to do a little business. This is like $100 million, $500 million, billion companies use this system to operate. And if we didn't have the infrastructure already set up with the key people in place, Yep. Like this would never work. If you had your business partner running customer service, your other business partner is running sales, like you have no company to actually implement a business, uh, a system like this, right? Yeah. So since we set up our foundation super strong before we even started building our sales department, um, which is kind of backwards for our industry because everybody just wants to sell, sell, sell because it brings money in the door. And they don't want to spend, spend, spend to get the right people in place to set up the company properly. And we still are too heavy. And to be honest, we're still too heavy sales focused. Yes. Still. We're still aggressive on sales. I mean, we always will be because that's our nature. But, you know, we've got the customer service manager. We've got the sales manager. We've got the up sales manager. Yeah. We've got, um, you know, our company that manages all of our chargebacks. We right? just brought in a girl to manage the whole entire. All, yeah. And all I the showed you the reporting accounts, today. Yards. Now like, you know why we brought her in. Oh, yeah. I've I never mean, had that. We So we brought this girl in, an, outs, an, outs, you know, another, an outside person to manage all our merchant accounts. If you don't know what merchant accounts are, that's, you know, to, to be able to process credit cards, which is 99% of our business. And to manage that. Because 
We're we're doing sales over the phone. We're taking credit cards over the phone. We're not going to a fucking grocery store and giving a credit card and swiping a terminal. So we are a high risk processor. So we're a high risk client. So we don't go to Chase and Bank of America to get a credit card processing. We go to high risk lenders because we're a high risk client. We're a card not present client. And therefore, in this industry, you have a lot of chargebacks and you have to manage your merchant accounts. And it's a tricky thing. You have volume limits. You have thresholds. You know, and if you don't manage it right, you could blow up your whole shit because that's what I fucking did. I blew up merchant accounts back then. I almost lost businesses a couple of times because of that. So we brought a girl in and uh, today she gave us the first uh, layer of reporting. And I showed Brian. He's like, all right. He's like, now no, I this get is like, this high is level like, shit. This is like... You've never seen reporting like this. Like you kept clicking, like, look at this one, look at this one, look at this, look at this, look reporting at that. Reporting on look everything. At this. Oh my gosh, from A to Z, and yeah. then like another whole alphabet of resort of yep. uh, reports, right? Yep. So when, listen, here's the key to to you know point of the story is that if you're not good at something, or yep. you can get somebody better than yourself to do that job, especially if it's outside your expertise. I mean. Finding people that we think are better than us at one thing, like I told you, Mark was better at, you know, performing the front sale than I am. One, I have no desire to do it these days. But when you can find somebody like that to replace yourself or remove yourself from that position, they may be better than you, like, in your same capacity. And that's why you get a better person, right? And sometimes there's some shit that is just out there that, None of us are good at like uh, merchant account reporting, right? So We've never been good. We at just that. go get a professional that's like, oh yeah, no problem. I do this shit every day. Here you go, and you hire somebody that's better at that job than you are, because you know you got the right person in the place to to perform. And like this girl's first email to us was like fucking amazing. Yeah. I mean, I was like, okay, for whatever we paid her, like. Give her a race. Like, give her a double. And she, that, that's just the beginning. So, you know, I think there's one more piece missing that we're going to have to add in soon. And that's the, really the financial instrument. Uh, I've never been good at it. Brian really doesn't have to be good at it. Neither, none of us have that skill set. Uh, you know, Kevin has a pretty good technology skill set. And if he's not, Kevin's pretty good at learning that skill set. When it comes to finances and forecasting and, and income statements and budgeting and you know, that we're probably going to have, that's probably the next thing we have to do is bring somebody or some kind of different CFO. Yeah. I mean, maybe a CFO, which are expensive and I, I know, but I mean, it, I mean, just think about like, I always say this to Kevin, right? I always say this when we're arguing about something, right? I say, stop. I always say, if we had mentor Mike in that room, I always, he gets mad. I always say this, right? Because Mentor Mike is, you know, he, he has company worth, I don't know, $20, $30 million. He runs it like a fucking champion on this EOS system. Everything's perfect in place. Financial instruments, integrators, like, he just runs it so good. That's why I came in for you to meet him. I always say, stop, 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 bro. If Mentor Mike was in the room right now, what would he say? And a lot of the times what he would say is, what are you guys, fucking amateurs? Do you want to build a real business or you want to build another $10 million business going to blow up? And then we stop and go, you know what? He probably calls amateurs right now. You know what I mean? And that's how I try to bring that perspective into the room, right? So, right, we have this business. We're going to do 200000 this month. 
no forecast, no income statement, no idea, no fucking, no nothing about finances. If Mentor Mike was in the room right now, what would he say? Uh, he'd be pissed. He'd be, be, be ripping me a new asshole and saying after you're 42 years old and you still haven't learned yet, I to he would say, I told you from the beginning that the most important part of this whole business is not sales because you know you could always do sales. Sales is never your fucking problem. Every time you run a business, sales is the least of your problem because you know how to fucking sell. He goes, your biggest problem is the financial discipline and the financial structure. That's your biggest problem every time. And that's what he would say right now, too. You know, so we're going to implement this system. We have, So this system is not easy to implement. You can self-implement and pay the $400 a month and try to do it yourself. Or you hire an implementer, right? And uh, the implementer you hire, and we talked to her today. We did a 90-minute or 60-minute call we did, which is called like the... Um, what was the call? The ninety minute. It was a ninety minute call. It's called, that's what it was called, right? Yeah, 90, ninety minute call. And you know, she goes over the whole system, how it works, asks us questions to make sure that we're a good fit to put the system. She th she thought we were a great fit, and uh, but it's not cheap. It's pretty much just to put it in a nutshell. It's, it's like a, thirty forty thousand dollars a year. It's like almost forty thousand dollars for the year. You do five meetings in person, but then, which I think is the most valuable part of it is that she is on your weekly meeting every week for as long as you want to until you run the meeting yourself. And this is called a level 10 meeting that no matter what has to be done every single week, same time. And uh, it's a high level meeting where you go through, uh, the biggest part of the meeting is going through the issues. It's called IDS Issues Discuss Solve. And uh, that's the biggest chunk of the meeting in a little quick five minutes about, you know, some wins, personal business. It's it's a really good meeting called Level 10 Meeting. And, and she will actually lead the meeting every week until we no longer need her to lead the meetings for us. And, uh, you know, I've been pushing these guys. Look, I know it's expensive to do it. Right now we're trying to turn profit. But, and, but like Mentor Mike said, to have that professional voice in the room, that professional voice leading the meeting, that professional voice to help us see perspective and look at, understand Kevin's perspective because he thinks a little different. Me and Brian are more sales focused and so we don't understand him. He don't understand us. Therefore, we argue because we don't see things the same way. And to me, you know, it's well worth the money to have that professional person guide us through this journey. It's going to take 12 months, 18 months. But once it's done, right now there's 5,000 businesses that currently operate exactly using this system in the country, or maybe in the world. I don't know what she said, you know, but uh, I'm fucking psyched to do it. I like the call today. I think it was perfect. I think it's perfect timing. It's never perfect timing to spend more money. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think leveling up right now and putting this discipline in place is going to be able to you know, take us to that next level and have a huge jump, you know, just, just with everything of how we're running the business, you know? So I'm psyched to do it. And, um, if any of you guys have never heard of the book, you know, look up traction, look up entrepreneurial operating system. Um, it's really fucking cool. And, uh, if, when we do sign up, we're going to have our vision day, we're going to establish our, our core, uh, mission, for the company, our core values for the company that need to be communicated to all our employees. It uh, starts with that. 
um, you know, making sure that the whole company understands the vision, uh, what our mission statement is, what our core values are, uh, how that's communicated, and then you go through the people and make sure you have the right people and the rights. It's a whole process, and uh, I'm just fucking psyched to do it, man. Yeah, same here. Like, um, yeah, I think it's definitely what we need, and it's it's what a lot of companies need. And if you think about it, you know, when you walk into a company, I mean, you know when one is running smoothly, you can just tell, like, you know, these days, especially you or I or whatever, we've been in a lot of places. Some place you walk into and you're like, man, this place is a shit show. Like, <laughs> nobody knows what's going on. Everybody's running into each other. It's like they're bumping into each other. It's like a little, you know, a video, a little video, like, boom, 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 boom. They're all running into each other trying to get stuff done. That's kind of what's happening now. Nothing's being organized, right? Um, you know, not to that level, but... Also, at the same time, like when you walk into a company and, and you look at uh, our buddy's office, like you see one office, that's the CFO. You see the next office, the CTO. You see the next office, that's the administrative assistant, right? And so on and so forth, all the way down the aisle. And then outside, you see sales managers. And then inside of the sales team, then you see team leaders. And then you have the salespeople, right? Everything's structured. Every day they have certain meetings, you know, before they start the day, after lunch. Like it's a well-oiled machine and it's just producing like, um, I like to say those, uh, what are those factories that just like stamp shit out? Or it's like a production line, you know Assembly what I mean? Assembly line? Assembly line, like everybody's got their job to do. Think about like when this phone comes down the assembly line, right? There's a robot that puts on one piece and that's all it does. It's really good at putting the button yep. on, right? And the next one is really good at putting the screen on. And the next one's really good at putting the battery in, right? So it's kind of the same philosophy and sales and the companies run like that where this person's got their job, this person's got their job. And right now, it's quite the opposite. I, I've got my job to do and I've also got all three of your jobs to do because right now, we're all just jumping around doing everything that we need to do in the company. Now, as soon as we started talking about EOS, we started separating all that. You know, you're in charge of this department. You're in charge of that department. In the past month, it's been a big shift. It's been a big shift. Yeah, just and because we made that chart. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, just because we made a chart saying, all right, and I and I took you know initiative to do it based on what I learned last time. All right, Brian, you're ahead of sales. These are the people that have functions underneath you, but they all report to you. I'm in operations. Pat is in HR. Kevin's in technology. And once we started establishing those roles, right, Everybody's got to stay in their lane. Now, we're not all staying in our lane. We're way more in our lane than we were, but we're definitely not, you know, all staying in our lane, which is like what we're trying to do now with the EOS, which is like next level shit. You know, I think Kevin said it best today, you know, like it's all about just maturing, yep. right? Not about age, right? Not, not about like how old you are being immature and mature, but maturing as an entrepreneur, and understanding that this is the next level shit and that just doing things the way we're doing it now, we'll probably do more sales. You know, we're not going to have a business for the next 15, 20 years and maybe sell it for a couple hundred million dollars. Could we make fucking 50 grand a month? Probably. Yeah. It'd be a big be disorganized a rat, rat race, rat arguing, yeah. arguing all, all day, the time about who thinks he's right about what and then changing things without thinking them through and making sudden changes. And it's not the life you want. No, it no. would be a daily grind. It'd be stressful. It would be, you know, 
18 hour days, working all day, working all night. It would be working on everybody else else's shit. The purpose and, of doing this system is that, you know, once it's going, that we can, and if you read the book, it gets to the end of that. It's going to be to the point where if we all left for a month and came back to the business, it still grew at the rate that it was growing when we were there. Yep. That's what it has to turn into. Yes, Where the thing just fucking grows by itself because you have all the right people in the right seats, you know, continuing to grow the business. Right now, if we left for a month, all of us, we'd come back, there wouldn't be a person in the fucking office. Yeah. It'd be shut down, out of business. look Look at Amazon, right? Yeah. Started from one guy buying some books and reselling them on the internet, right? If he tried to stay in that role for the rest of his company's history, it, it wouldn't be Amazon today. It would be Amazon.com books. Like, that's all it would still probably be at this point. That's what I knew right? it as. So this guy rolls in, sells some books, figures it out, hires some more people to sell some books, and then he's like, hey, this is really cool. We could put some more shit on here, hire some more people, right? Then he starts building the people in place. Like, how long do you think that he was selling books before... <laughs> He decided that we're going to add some more products, right? But if you don't keep stacking those people in the places and they can run those departments, so you could say, hey, we're going to add toilet paper. Hey, now we're going to add, you know, cell phones. Now we're going to add this. Like if he didn't have that ability and spare time because his company was being ran by somebody else, there's no way he could have grew to be what it is today. Dude, like Bezos, right? There's so many different things going on at Amazon. Oh, nobody you, even knows. Do nobody you really knows. think? Do, do you really think that he knows every single thing that's going? No. 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 Never. He's managing on a whole nother level of shit. A level that you can't even comprehend. He's not talking about, hey, how's Amazon a wardrobe doing this month? Like, hey, fuck, it doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's a whole nother level of shit. Did we get that 1.7 billion packages out on time this week, dude? Do you know? <laughs> did you see that they? Uh, you know, they've been talking about adding uh, the, the pharmacy. Oh, yeah. And now they're adding a prescription where you're going to be able to do prescription Fill delivery. Your prescription. It said it should add about $3 billion in revenue per year to Amazon. They're rolling it out like any day now. It's amazing. I, you know, Sick. I went on there and just st- started typing in, like, I think there's actually, a, a, if you Google it, there's a list of things, weird things that you can find on Amazon. But I went on there and just started, like, poking around typing weird things that I didn't think that you could buy on Amazon, helicopters, uh, shit like that. And you can. Like a real helicopter. One really? that you could fly. Yes. You could buy a helicopter on Amazon? Yeah. Shut so up. I don't check this video. out. So I go on there and obviously we all know, probably a lot of people know that you could buy cars on there, right? But you could also buy houses on there now. That I know, yeah. So now they have smart homes in all these different cities where I don't, know if they partnered up with a builder or if they actually bought the homes and they're reselling them right but on top of that you can um get the smart home that's already automated with yeah, the nest systems it. the security systems um you know lights remote control lights and all this cool stuff like, yeah, complete like james bond house yeah complete full <laughs> automation already and they got the realtors on there uh, that will do the loan for you they got the banks they get Everything to facilitate the whole thing. Fucking amazing. Right? So it's like, eh, what's next? What's next? You know, what What don't they sell on Amazon yet? 
It's all part of. Listen, man. It, it's, that's just just look just look up to what they do and just learn. Uh, it's just fucking amazing. You know, like I was just talking about, like growing up and being more mature. My uh, my son Conrad was here. Veronica's son. You know, he's 22 years old. He was here uh, this weekend. Spent some time together, and uh, you know, he's like a he has the entrepreneurial spirit. He's trying to do his thing with fashion. He lives with this hip hop guy who's got a house in L.A. Uh, he lives with him. He makes clothes for him. They starting this this stuff up, and you know he's young. You know he's twenty two. He's never filed taxes before. Uh, you know, and uh, and we were talking a little bit, and uh, I said, look, I'm gonna tell you my, you know, not that I have regrets. I don't really have regrets because I I, I value all the things that I did. You know, and all the uh, you gotta go piss. <laughs> so Brian just ran out to go piss, but uh. You know, I, I, you know, I, I, I told him about the three things that I think I regret the most or the things that I wish I did when I was young. I'm 42 now. And I said, number one, I wish that I worked out when I was younger, when I was 20 years old, 21 years old. I wish that I worked out and uh, I was really health conscious about what I ate and, uh, and my physical condition back then because... It helps so much when you feel good, when you eat good, when you're in shape, when your clothes fit good, makes you more productive, makes your confidence, makes you think bigger. It's just amazing what it does for you. So that's one thing that I wish I did. Uh, number two, I wish that I did personal development back then. The people I follow now. Um, are you back? Yes, sir. I was just telling them that, you know, Conrad, you know, I was talking to him. I said, these are the three biggest things I wish I did when I was younger. Number one, I wish that I went to the gym and worked out and was health conscious back then. Yep. Because, you know, how you feel, how you look, it's just a different confidence, different way of thinking. Number two, I wish that I, I really understood the importance of self-improvement, personal development, following the right people. There wasn't social media back then. There wasn't even the internet back then. So back then, you had to do it by reading. Yep. Like audiobooks just started back then. I know we had this conversation you know in I mean? the office. Today. Now it's so wide open to gather information. Back then it was you had to read, and I hate reading. I've always hated reading, so I never did it because I just hated reading. I always, I always thought I didn't. Oh, I don't need to do that. But you know, it's now I ingest it by audio. Thank God, but it is so fucking important that I wish that I did that. That's number one. Number two. That's the number three. I wish that I grew up faster. And I don't mean grow up like, you know, as a kid. When I mean grow up, like I wish when I was 21, I, you know, started putting a couple hundred dollars away in an IRA. Started thinking about like, you know, because hey, I'm 21, I don't have to worry about it now. If I would have done some of these things, if I did a whole life policy back then, if I did an IRA back then, if I, if I did those things, right now, 20 years later, just by putting a couple hundred dollars a month in, I would have... I'd have millions already put away. So I said, you know, and he said to me the classic thing that I would have said when I was a kid. He's like, you know, I'm only 21, so I'm, not, I'm really not worried about long term. You know, of course, that's yeah. what he said. He's like, right now, I just want to save money so I can start my business. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, bro. I'm like, you got stop. Don't think like that. Yeah. I'm like, I, even if it's $100 a month, just like, and believe me, my father said the same thing. I didn't listen. I'm telling you, and you're not going to fucking listen. And I wish people, some people do listen, but not, I mean, I get why. I mean, he's a young kid. I was the same fucking way, dude. I didn't fucking save anything. I barely save now. I finally started, you know you, what I mean? You know what you should do? You know what you should do? What? You should start something in his name. 
for like a hundred bucks a month. Okay. And listen, hear my, hear my idea. You start something for like a hundred bucks a month and say, Hey, you know what? I'm starting a, a, a whole life plan for you. Okay. hundred bucks a month. If you start it now, they'll be able to tell you about how much money you'll have at the end. Yeah. Right? So you'd be, this is going to be worth like $1.7 million. Okay. When you're 65 years old. Right. So if he says, Oh, I'm not going to pay you the hundred bucks a month. You're stupid. You're crazy. I just want to take my money and I don't want to use it. Yeah. Okay, great. So in 12 months you could say, Hey, I'll sell you that policy for 1200 bucks. Right. Just get your money back. Right? <laughs> hey, 36 months. Hey, 3,600 bucks. I'll sell you that policy. It's now worth five grand. Hey, you know what? 96 months goes by. Hey, 9,600 bucks. You could buy that policy I started for you, you know, 96 months ago. It's now worth 37, fucking $37,000, <laughs> right? Yeah. And at one point or another, you'll get all your money back because eventually he'll be like, all right, you know what? I'll start paying you 400 a month until I pay it off because I want that 400 grand that's in there. Yeah, exactly. Because when it's 400 grand, then it's like, I could buy that for, you know, I could buy that for 52,000. Okay, it might take him 52 weeks or months or whatever to pay you back. <laughs> But it's a hundred bucks a month, you know, at some point or another, like it's, it's going to click whether he's 25, 35, 45, 55, he's going to figure out one day, just like everybody else does that you have to put money away. I could have been rich making two, 300 grand a year if I would have started back then. Now I have to make two, 300 grand a month to get rich. Yeah. Cause I'm 42. Yeah. <laughs> I could have been rich at making 300 grand a year back in, back in the mortgage business when I started making 300 grand a year right off the bat. If I would have started back then, I wouldn't need to have to make what we have to make. Now we have to make 300 grand a month and be rich. Yep. Motherfucker. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. All right. So anybody listening out there who's young, which none of you people are, <laughs> start saving now. But speaking of that, uh, you know, Brian turned me on to this kid and I wrote, wrote it down because I wanted to bring it up. Hey, you know what, though, before that, like you were talking about the whole YouTube thing and, you know, self, uh, you know, motivation and, you know, learning new traits of whatever you want to accomplish in your life. Right. And I tell my kids this all the time. I'm like, listen, you play video games. During the week, you're not allowed to play video games. So you know what they do? They watch they watch TV video games. about video games. That's all my kids do. Okay? It's amazing. So I'm like, I started a new thing that I implemented. I'm like, listen, you want to watch 30 minutes over there worth of video games? You got to watch 15 minutes of motivation, self-betterment. When did you start that? Something. Anything. I don't care if it's a swing in a baseball bat. Like, if you want to be a better hitter... Go watch the pros. You want to be a better golfer? Go watch videos about pro golfers. When did you start that? Like two weeks ago. Are you doing it? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So because I, started... I want to get them good habits. You know, I want to get them taught like now. And what I was going to say is like these days with the internet, you people out there are crazy that do not use it to make yourself money. A lot of people use the internet for Facebook and Instagram and they're looking at what everybody else is doing and how cool everybody else is and how good they are and how successful they are. If you put that same time and effort and energy into yourself, Dude. you're unstoppable. You want to be a baseball player? Watch baseball videos. You want to be a better salesman? Watch sales videos. You want to work out? Watch some motivational workout videos. Like 
You want to get really good at working out? Watch some fucking bodybuilders working out. Like, yeah. it's all out there and it's all for free. All these people are sharing all their success yep. with all of you. Well, here's the thing. So, and I know this now, I'm 42, and I'm always like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my kids eventually do that. But I didn't think about starting it now. Right, oh, my kids have are, to. My kids are nine and eleven. But I just didn't think of like them reading, thinking, grow rich now at nine years old. You know what their, I mean? Their world, our our world is screwed in like five years, ten years when all these kids get into the workplace <laughs> because none of them understand working. They're like, well, I'm just gonna be a YouTuber. Yeah. Like that's it. I'm just gonna make content. Yeah. And like maybe one percent of the world can actually do that successfully. Less. less. Yeah, or less than 1%. Yeah. 1% of 1% actually create good content, make you know a decent living. But still, unless you've got a long-term plan, like you're like a rock star. Like you might be one hit wonder. You might be out in four years. Like same thing all the time. Like your boys probably watch the same boys that or same guys that my boys do. And guess what? Same They're guys. like, they're so cool. They're YouTubers. Look at their mansion. Look at their Lamborghini. I said, yeah, listen, in three years, four years, you won't even be talking about that guy anymore. You'll be like, you remember that one guy that used, we used to watch all the time? Guess what? He don't live in a mansion no more. He's not driving Lamborghinis. He's trying to get a job at somebody else's company, being a camera guy or a whatever guy, because <laughs> now he's not a hit no more. Yep. It's the same thing. YouTubers are not going to go play on the Vegas Strip. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. They're gone, Psh, disappear. Well, that kid you turned me on to really lit something in my brain. His name is Caleb Maddox, K C A L E B, seventeen-year-old kid, fucking millionaire entrepreneur. Look him up. Really, really fucking amazing to listen to this kid. And he he told a story how his father, when he was like I don't know seven years old, came from a broken family. Parents were divorced. His father said, hey, he's like, you know, he's like, instead of giving the kid an allowance, right, for doing chores, which is what most parents do, his father said, hey, I'll give you 20 bucks for every book that I give you to read and that you write an essay about to make sure the kid's reading it. And you write a little one-page essay on the book. I'll give you 20 bucks every one you read. And his father started firing off books to him, all self-improvement, personal development books when he was like seven years old. Kid started a business when he was 14 years old, read through hundreds of books. Now he's 17 years old, shared, shared the stage with Tony Robbins, Grant fucking Cardone, like kid's a monster, 17. And I was like, that's fucking just genius way. Multi-millionaire. To, kid, that's a genius to make, because it just shows you, and he said my whole life changed because of that. Because yes. my dad gave me that incentive to read those books. My whole life changed in the way I think, to think big when I was a young kid. And the kid's 17. I'm like, wow, like that's fucking genius. He made this program for personal development for kids called uh, Apex. Is that what it's called, Apex? I think so. It's called Apex. Yeah. And then, um, so I was like, as soon as Brian told me, I was like, I'm doing that with my fucking kid, 100%. So this weekend, I was, um, I went to Barnes & Noble's with my kids on Saturday, right? And I found this book by Jocko Willink, which I read his other book, which was called, um, ah, what the fuck is it called? Hold on, it's in my, uh, it's in my uh, Audible. Hold on one second. 
Audible. A lot of you guys have read this book. Maybe not. Maybe none of you people have read it. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, what's that? That's uh, Caleb Maddox. Oh, on, that's it? Uh, yeah, on Facebook. So here, here's what it tells you all about. Extreme uh, Ownership by Jocko Willink. I read oh, that yeah. book, and then I saw this book. It's called Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual. And it's like a really cool like coffee table book with like little quick things to read about just success and determination and everything. And I said to my, and then I, so, so I, I went to Barnes and Nobles, right? And it was $24.99. I was about to buy it. And Veronica goes, wait, don't buy it. Look on Amazon, see how much it is. And it says $24.99 on here too. So I was going to buy it. I went on Amazon. It said $12.99. I'm like, what? $12 cheaper. I'm like, all right, 13 whatever. So I bought it on Amazon. It came the next day. Amazon's amazing. I know. By the mor- this was the afternoon. By the morning, it was already here in Anaheim. And it says $24.99 on here from Amazon. Yeah. And uh, and I was looking at this book, and I grabbed my son. I go, hey, you want to make 20 bucks? He goes, yeah. I go, look, you see this book? I'm like, I'll give you 20 bucks if you read this whole book. And he reads books. And then you write a one-page report. I'll give you 20 bucks. He goes, $20? And I could buy V-Books on Fortnite with it? I said, you could buy whatever you want on it if you read this whole book and then write a report. He goes, I'll do it. I'm like, then after that, every book I give you, if you read it, the one I give you, I'll give you 20 bucks. You write a report and you could buy as many V-Bucks as you want. Okay, Dad, I'll, I'll read them all. I said, holy <laughs> shit, this, this is going to work. <laughs> My kid's going to be a fucking monster by the time he's 17 years old. So right. I'm starting this whole thing up. I, it's so fucking smart. But when you watch this kid, dude, and you watch the way he talks, like, it blew my fucking mind. And it all started because of the the books. No, the books yeah. Because of the knowledge. And I believe it. Yeah. Because I'm doing it now. Yep. And this kid's probably read 10 times more books than me. Oh, yeah. That's why Easy. he's a multimillionaire and I'm not. Exactly. You just got to start reading. Dude. <laughs> you know what? It's the, it's the same thing. Like, these kids these days, if they shifted their focus a little bit because... They're so driven towards the internet and watching videos, and they know how to navigate probably YouTube better than you and I both. My do. kid, Dario, <laughs> you gotta see the videos that he makes, bro. Yeah, he's yeah, I've seen them all. Dude, he's fucking like very, very talented, but it's all geared towards video games and being yep. a YouTube uh, star and sensation. You know what I mean? Like I told <laughs> Veronica's gonna kill me hearing this the other day. I'm talking to Dario. I'm like, listen, dude, you're not going to college. <laughs> he's like, my kid's like, he's like, what? I'm like, listen, I'm going to save up money for you, but if you're not going to college. All you can do is go there and go waste time over there and just do nothing. I'm like, and party with your friends. I'm like, when you're 18, I'm going to have all this money saved for college. And instead of going to college, we're going to start a business. And I'm going to help you start the business. And you're going to make a lot of money because you're not going to college. He's like, but mom said I have to go to college. No, you're not going to college. <laughs> so it's kind of backwards, I think, for what he's heard from everybody else so far yeah. about going to college. But you know what? I'm on the fucking Gary V and Grant Cardone bandwagon, bro. Well, that's funny college because one of my kids, bullshit. one of my kids, my wife already knows that he's not going to college. Which one? Can, the older one. He's not going. <laughs> no, I mean he he barely goes to school now. <laughs> he's like he's exactly like me. He. He absolutely hates school. He can't. Dario I mean, fucking hates it. Despises. I've I've tried everything, bro. I've tried everything. Right now, I pay him <laughs> for grades. Right. I put together a whole spreadsheet. I'm like, listen, if you get an A plus, it's worth this much. A minus, A B B plus, B minus, all the way down the chart. 
and it starts going negative, right? <laughs> so when you get to D's, they're not worth anything. You get a D minus, now it's a negative, right? So I'm like, listen, every quarter you're able to earn this much money. I said, I don't care if you're if you hate school. I don't care if you like school. I don't care what you think about school, okay? But I know this. You have to do it. Okay? You don't even, I, I'm not expecting you to get straight A's, but you just gotta do it. Okay? What else you don't do you have tell to like it. You just gotta do it. What else do you tell them? Right? So I'm like telling them the whole thing like this is such bad parenting, right? I'm like, <laughs> listen, the little stuff, if you don't do something, don't do the little stuff. But you can't take like a three week project and not do that because that's like 30 little things, right? <laughs> so if you're not going to do something, make sure it's that one assignment for homework, okay? <laughs> Don't make, you know, make sure it's not a test at the end of the week. Make sure it's not a two-week report, a three-week report, a project that he tells me like it's 7.30 at night. Dad, I got to go to the store right now. I'm like, what do you mean you got to go to the store? When did you start driving, right? <laughs> oh, I need you to take me to the store. I need to get some things for my project. What, what project? Yeah, what project? Oh, I got to build this whole space system? Okay. 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 So so, so when's it due? Uh, well, in the morning. <laughs> and it's like 7.30. I'm like, when did you get this? I just got it yesterday. Yeah, I'm like, my dick. There is no way. There is no way. So I dig through his classwork online and I find the when it was when it was done. Two weeks ago. Fucking like two months ago. Yeah, of course. Two months. And then he realizes that. So I'm like, you can't do that. I did the same shit. Like, this is how doomed our world is, bro. I can see it with my own kids. So, you know, I started changing them and saying, hey, listen, we're going to watch other videos on on self-improvement. You know what I mean? You've got to get better. You want to run a business. My kids love cars. So they're like Lamborghinis and Ferraris, and they go to all the car shows with me. You know, they love them, right? And they're like, you know, one day, Dad, I'm going to get one of those. I'm like, one of those? How are you going to get one of those? Well, I'm going to be successful. Okay, well, how are you going to be successful? What are you going to do? Because normal people don't drive those cars, right? Normal people cannot afford that car. Working at Red Robin or Starbucks, you're not driving a McLaren, okay? So you've got to do something. You've got to be really good at something. What is it going to be? Right right now is the only thing that you can teach kids is about business, not about what they want to be. You don't know if they want to be a firefighter. You don't know if they want to open a they restaurant. They don't know what the fuck they want to be. Yeah, they don't know what they want to be. You don't know if they want to open a restaurant, a call center, a bank, a dry cleaner, like whatever. You're going to make that kind of money. You've got to be a business owner and they don't know what type of business they want to own. So the best thing that you could do is just teach them how to be successful people Yep. in whatever they do. Yep. You know, so that's my two cents. I, I agree with you. I, I want nothing. Listen, you know, I don't want to lie to them. I fucking cheated my way through fucking school, and I won't ever tell them that. And one day they'll hear this and they'll hear that. But you know, like I don't. I, I'm. I know what they're gonna do in college, dude. Nothing. They're gonna do what I did. I smoked pot. I barely went to school. I went to school three hours a day. The other twenty-one hours a day, I did nothing but fuck around. Uh oh, didn't turn off. Nope. I did nothing but fuck around, you know, and waste my parents' money. I went to school for seven years. I think I broke the fucking record. 
Seven years I lived at school, dude, for seven years. I was like Van fucking Wilder of the fraternity guy, the face of the fraternity, getting in trouble all the time. And, and you know what? It, it made me a lot of friends. It did absolutely nothing for me. Can you imagine career. if you would have started just doing business seven years earlier? I, I wish I did. And, you know, and I don't, I met so many good people that I'm still good friends with. And, and you know, this, that was the valuable part of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, but, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I wish that I, 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 I didn't I, go to college. I wish when I was 18, I, you didn't go to college. I wish no. when I was 18 that I started a business. I really do. I, I wish I would have went. filthy right now. I would have wished, I wish I really would have went at least for like a year just to party. Because that's what I missed out on. I, like, I wasn't going for any other reason. I mean, I got offered a scholarship for wrestling when I was uh, leaving high school, right? And I'm like, yeah, 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 because I was really into wrestling. I just got into it my varsity year, and I got offered a scholarship that year, my senior year, right? And I'm like, yeah, awesome. Like, I get to wrestle because I was so worried after high school I just found this love for wrestling that I wasn't going to be able to wrestle. So I'm like, this is awesome. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to be a wrestler. I got a full ride. I'm golden. Well, then I started thinking about, wait a minute. I don't get to just go wrestle. I actually have to go to class. Yeah. And I have to do work yeah. and homework and projects and reports. And I'm like, no, I hate school. I don't want to go to school. I, I never, ever want to go to school. So I turned down the fucking shit. Yeah. Right? Which everybody's like, you're crazy. But as soon as I left high school, I was like, I need to go out into the world and I need to find me a job like today, the day after I graduated. And I need to figure out how to make enough money not to go back to school yep. because that was the last thing that I wanted to do. Yep. And I always said, you know what? If I ever have to do it, I will do whatever I have to do to be successful. So if that's going back to school, it's going back to school. But I found a way, you know, to start making some really good money in the sales industry, you know, straight out of uh, high school, my first year, knocking down 60K, my second year, like 85K, my third year, over six figures, like $135,000. And I'm 21 years old thinking that like, this is normal, right? Like my friends are like still on vacation, like. Oh, it's summertime, bro. Where are you at? I'm like, summertime? I'm fucking working. There yeah. is no summer, bro. We graduated. <laughs> right? There's no more summers. It's over. And it's over. We got to get this done. I almost like want to, I almost want to like, you know, when it comes to that point when they're 18, like, all right, look, here are the two choices you have right now. You could go do this for the next four years and party like this and show them a video of like kids in a room doing keg stands and doing beer funnels, yeah. right? And with the little young chicks around the sorority, you could party like this. Or instead, you could fucking start a business, I'll help you, and then 10 years from now, you could party like this instead. And then show them the cars, and the money, and the, and the houses, and the, boats, and the real yeah. shit. Like, yep. So, it's either you're gonna do this now, or let's put in the time now, and then you party when you're 28 to 40, which is much more fun than partying when you're fucking 20, 21 years old. Trust yeah. me, I did them both. <laughs> you want to party like this, not like this. Let's do the work now, and then you're gonna you're gonna earn your way to partying because you made so much fucking money that you deserve now to the rewards when you're younger. There's, That's what I want to show them. There was a whole study that finally came out about this because I said personally. Like, listen, my kids, one of my kids for sure I know is not going to go to college. 
Okay. I already, maybe he proves me wrong, but at the end of the day, there's an article that came out about, should I go to college or should I not go to college? And right now the ruling's out that you should just save your money, go into the workplace that much earlier and work your way up because even when you do get that degree with no experience, you're going to start on the lower level anyways. During that time and without the loans that you acquired, you're actually making more money working your way up and getting more skills on the way up than you are going and getting that degree. Well, it's it's out in the open now. It's like all the big influencers are on that bandwagon. Oh, yeah. Gary Vee's like fucking money. College is a waste of fucking money. It is. Yeah, Grant Cardone's on the bandwagon. Everybody's on that bandwagon too. And they're actually now influencing people to not send their kids to... It's out in the open now. How Look it's at all a big the, fucking waste. Uh, the super rich people in the... You know, in our industry, the sales industry or, you know, entrepreneurship, you look at their background and you can see that like 90% of them have had like some college or less, like 95% of all the millionaires or whatever the statistic is. It's like 90% or 85% or whatever the number is. Look it up. It's amazing that most of these people were, you know, dropouts in high school. Yep. Um, you know, dropouts right from college, people that never attended college, and they're all multi, multi, multi millionaires. So the moral of the story is... Don't go to school. Don't go to college. <laughs> all right, it's top of the hour. Uh, we'll get back to you next week, next Tuesday. Try to stick to the schedule and uh, keep growing our business, dropping whatever knowledge that you could digest from here, your takeaways. You could say that we're jerk-offs for saying don't go to college, but... I actually firmly believe that now. (laughs) I do. I always have. Have a great productive week. Talk to you soon. Late. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Tune in to Facebook and Instagram for our live shows at Call Center BS. Visit our website, callcenterbs.com, to connect with us for any call center solutions you may need.